0: Welcome to Found by. Podcast where we talk all things writing and bookish. I'm Tina Moss, and today I'm joined by my co-host Sherry Hayes, where we're going to talk about diversity in writing and publishing. Mm, controversial topic <laughs> <laughs> a little bit controversial, yeah, hi, Tina. How are you doing? Good, How are you today, Sherry? I'm doing good, I'm doing good, so we we kind of picked a little bit of a controversial topic to talk about today. Um, diversity, and fiction mm-hmm. specifically, uh, if we want to drill down really specifically romance, but I think what we're going to talk about today is really applies to all fiction stories. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's interesting, we're going to acknowledge right away that we are talking from the perspective of two cisgendered women and white women, um, so that's going to, of course be our experience, but we're talking about it from an established author perspective. Um, On my side, you know, owning a publishing company and what that means in terms of diversity. So I think we have just a little bit of experience to talk about the topic, but we want to acknowledge that it's coming from that particular perspective. No, Which, if whatever. you're watching on YouTube, you can kind of see. It's kind of hard to, you know, mask the very paleness that is the two of us. we are the palest of the two. Yeah, I really do. I think so too. Yeah, there's, there's no getting away from that. <laughs> I even tried to adjust my lighting before, and I'm like, there's just no getting around this fact that I have no color. <laughs> No, I have been, I actually have more color now than what I did when I was growing up. So as I've gotten older, I have gotten a little, my skin has gotten a little darker. So that tells you like, as a like elementary school student, how pale I really am. So. I think that's important to recognize too, that when we're talking about diversity, of course, we're not just talking about race, we're talking about sexuality, gender, um, evilism. You know there's a there's a wide variety of diverse topics uh, within the subject of diversity so Sherry yeah. where should we begin um let's see why don't we start with why having diversity in fiction is a good thing? Yes I think that's a great question. I mean, because I think for so long too we've gotten this idea that in media not just books but in all of our media that the default has been the white male privilege usually uh you know fairly well off perspective, right and of course we've had different things over the years, but that's been the the default standard in in most of media yeah, I would say though, even up until probably about twenty years ago in again talking from a romance perspective because obviously that's what we both write really there was it was very rare i mean to find anything outside of that either wealthy especially in the hero perspective yeah. wealthy white man and he was either a wealthy or b he was a rogue mm-hmm. Like he was a pirate or a, you know some sort of a scoundrel there was like it, it fit into like one of those two categories, typically, I mean, there were always exceptions, but typically like 99% of it fell into that, those two categories. Um, the woman obviously was a little bit different, but you, you did not find a lot of things outside of that. I mean, not, we're not, again, we're not just talking about race. We're talking about sexuality. We're talking about, um, we're talking about heroes with disabilities and we're talking mm-hmm. even if it was a lisp or a uh, a limp or something that that is really not overly difficult to write in fiction into a story but it was very rare to find yeah. i mean how many how many heroines or heroes can you think of from you know the past when we were growing up reading romances that were in a wheelchair. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it just didn't happen. I mean, one of our co-hosts, Danielle Bannister, actually has a romance with an autistic character. Mm -hmm. That's something you would have never really seen, especially in fiction 20, 30 years ago. Right. I would add, especially in fiction, and romance, and mm-hmm. the the heteronormative, you know, male, especially the the male hero. Like you said, I feel like we got a little more diversity with our with our heroines, but our heroes were very much, I hate to say, carbon copies of each other. But from a mm-hmm. certain archetype of each other, and and to be frank, certain stereotypes of each other. And really, the the biggest thing that I see in publishing today in terms of diversity is that aching need for, you know, different types of heroes, different types of heroines, and then different types of authors writing That's another yeah. thing we can certainly dive into in terms of romance in the past 20, 30 years. Yeah, it it it's really actually been quite refreshing to pick up to have at least the option to pick up a story um, where it's not the hero, again, especially the hero, yeah. isn't so cookie cutter. That's you're right. not just, you know, you're not just going in and being like, oh, this this hero is this wealthy billionaire who can do everything and it doesn't have any flaws and is like this Adonis. And, you know, I mean, it really is refreshing from a reader perspective to actually get that variety because it's it's reality I mean it's it's one of the things that I've explored in you know in my stories um I actually have a hero in um longing for his kiss who is a war veteran and he he was injured and so he actually has a limp, mm-hmm. you know from a leg injury but again I could probably name on one hand how many romances I have read that have an injured hero. Right.
1: Unless it's part of
0: the, the plot device for them to, you know, right. overcome that injury in, in some way right. which has its own, you know, problem problems to it. Because then are you writing a, let's say, disabled hero in this case or are you writing somebody who's overcoming that and that it's a detriment to them. That's that's a right. big thing that I find um coming from the disabled community is if you're going to write a disabled character they can't have some magical or otherwise fixed to their disability. Because mm-hmm. then you are, you know, putting down essentially the thing that is making them a diverse character. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it needs to be, you know, if you're going to if you're going to dive into uh, into that diversity with your character, if you're going to have them be disabled or or gay or whatever it is, you actually need to embrace that quality and make it part of your character's persona their story who they are because it is i mean somebody who has a disability has to live with that disability in a realistic fashion and it's called a disability for a reason there's something about that that does impede them or make them make it difficult for them to do certain things in life and it may not be it may not be an everyday thing again my character in his forbidden kiss, you know, he has that leg injury and it's not something it's his particular leg injury is not something where it, it bothers him 24 seven. But if he is on it for an extended period of time or, you know, or he, he works it too, you know, he works it too hard. He, it, it bothers him and he, you know, he start, it starts hurting him and he has a limp, but again, it's, that, to me, that makes the story more interesting because then he has to learn how to, how to you know, adjust and work around it. And in a bromance perspective, I actually love reading stories like that because it really does kind of, it creates even more plot devices to weave into the story as to how the heroine, hero and heroine come together to to address and deal with the various challenges because if you're you know if you are with somebody who has a disability you you know you do have to be honest about what you know what are their strengths what are their weaknesses what are their limitations do you need to make accommodations for certain things and that's all things that realistically you should be including in your story. I agree a hundred percent and I think that's kind of where some of these more controversial questions come in. In terms of do we present a realistic picture, and even in the language that we're using, right, we're saying, like, hey, it's called disability for a reason. There is real life consequences of having these things. Not to say that they, a disabled person is not a full whole person, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous, but there are real life challenges to it. And so I think one of the questions that comes up with this particular topic is. And, and I hate to put it in these terms but this is usually how it arises is should writers write what they know or if they're writing something that is different from their own life experiences is that okay or should we be leaving it to the people who have those real life experiences what do you think you personally i'm not of the camp that thinks you should stay in you know you have to write exactly what you know Um, case in point, if, if that was how things should be, then we would never have murder mysteries because I don't think that the authors of the murder mysteries are going out and killing people so that they can write good villains. Absolutely. I mean, I write aliens and vampires and shifters, and as much as I would like to say that I am an alien or that I have experienced, you know, a relationship with an alien, Although my husband sometimes could be an alien, you know. Um, I don't think that's actually my real-life experience. Now, of course, I am not comparing fictionalized characters to real-life people, but there is Mm -hmm. something to that idea of staying, jumping out of your lane, quite frankly, not staying in your lane and not being um, one-dimensional. Because if that were the case, Mm -hmm. then I would, only be writing a certain type of character. I wouldn't even be writing male characters because I don't have that perspective. Exactly. Um, So so I really don't like that argument. I understand where it's coming from because I do think we need more stories from disabled writers, from Mm -hmm. authors of color, from authors in the LGBT community. Um, We need those diverse voices, but I think to pigeonhole writers into just saying, well, you have to stay within the boundaries of your own life experiences is going to harper us from having some really great stories. Well, I also think that it, it's actually the complete opposite of creativity. Yes. Because part of creativity is creating something. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's what it means. It's creating something in, you know, not out of nothing, but out of nothing. I mean Mm -hmm. you're you're taking some raw material, in this particular case, words, a jumble of words, and creating a story with it. And that in and of itself is comes with making things up. But in that same respect, it is to me it comes to a matter of respectfulness Mm -hmm. and honesty. Um when I was writing a story about firefighters. I contacted a fire department and um, the particular fire department that I was writing about um, actually, because I was writing about a specific city's fire department and I worked with them and they were great about answering a bunch of questions I had to try to make, you know, it realistic. And that obviously that's a little bit different in the diversity scene, but again, it's kind of isn't, it kind of isn't because firefighters, do encounter certain things and they can get hurt and they can do you know you know they have risks with their job the same way you could you know and again it's just it's just diversifying things you know not having your characters all be cookie cutter the same it goes back to that whole mary sue argument you know you're get you're we're told as writers you know don't write a mary sue that's really bad it's kind of along the same lines. I mean, your, your character should be individuals, just like we're all individuals. And, you know, that requires a little bit, again, I think it comes back to the respect issue, you know, and not necessarily yeah. anything else. It's just, if you're writing something that you're not particularly uh, knowledgeable on, just be respectful. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people out there that will help you. They will answer your questions if you don't know and if you're taking a deep dive because again there's differences in when you're writing fiction you're writing a story there's also different levels as to how deep you're diving into that diversity you can have a you know a diverse character and you know it may play a minor role in your story and you may not need to do a whole lot of research on that you may just your experience in just life of you know just encountering different people may be enough for it yeah but if they're your main character and you and their, <laughs> their diverse aspect of their character is a huge part of your story, you may want to find somebody who actually has more experience with that, whether it is a disability or a sexuality or whatever it is, um, and do a little more digging. And just again, it's just a matter of being honest and respectful of the situation. And so tangential to that, I have another question that I, I don't necessarily have an answer to this, but I'm wondering how you feel about it. So I'll give you an example. In Co-Black, my characters mm-hmm. are both white, and the heroine is actually bi. Um, I myself am bi, so I'm writing from that experience. However, it almost doesn't come out in the story at all. It comes mm-hmm. out in the sequel, a very little bit, I kind of tease the fact that she's she's flirting with um another woman in in the second book, um, but it really doesn't come out because the relationship in this particular book is you know perceived as heteronormative, and I think a lot of bi women who are with a you know opposite gender partner experience that. Um, but I also have a character who I have very much wanted to write. My entire world in the Paranormal Crime Division series is very diverse. I have a lot of Mm -hmm. different, um, races, I have a lot of different sexualities and gender identities in there. Um, but I have a character who is a, a black man, he's a vampire who was turned in the 1800s so it was around the time of slavery when he was turned and I very very much want to write his story because he's such a loud voice in my head Mm -hmm. he's such a big part of it I think readers would love Mm -hmm. it but I've always held back from writing it because I'm like is this my story to write because I don't have those experiences because I have such a Mm -hmm. sensitivity to this subject because ideally it would be a a black author who is writing this story, but he's calling so loud to me, and yet I still hesitate for all of these reasons so here's the question coming in, okay, do you okay think an author, whether mm-hmm. of you know one race or another, do you think that they can write a character like that as the main character of that story, or is that something we should be leaving to? authors who who match up with that particular story. What do you think? Okay, let me counter that with another question and this hopefully will give you my perspective on this. Would you hesitate to write a story about a character with a different sexuality than you, a disability, or anything else, or is it just because it's a race difference and that happens to be a very hot button topic today? It's a good question. See, now, I just said I'm part of the LGBT community, right? So mm-hmm. I feel okay stepping into those other identities, even though I don't mm-hmm. have that experience,
1: because I am a
0: part of that community. But okay, but- take a disability. Again, we talked about wheelchair right. earlier. <laughs> would, you, would you feel comfortable having, say, a hero or a heroine that was permanently bound to a wheelchair? Would you feel comfortable, you know, would you ever write that? My guess is yes. See, now that's a good question too. But I also have a caveat with that.
1: I have never
0: experienced a a disability like that. However, I worked almost 20 years in education with students Mm -hmm. with special needs, with a very diverse population of disabilities. Mm -hmm. So while I have not personally experienced that, I do feel like I have enough insight, again, Mm -hmm. into that particular community where I would feel more comfortable. Here's where I think the comparison, maybe with like a trans character where I don't have a lot of knowledge about different Mm -hmm. gender identity like that, I might hesitate, but you're right. I Mm -hmm. do think because it is specifically a black male character who there's no way I can get around it. At some point, I'm going to have to address the issue of slavery in the American past. Mm -hmm. Is a very difficult idea for me to say, you know, as a modern White woman, am I okay writing this character? Okay, so I'm gonna, we're gonna kind of, we're gonna go into this a little bit here and and deal with this specific thing. My opinion, if it was me in your position, I would do a lot of research Mm -hmm. into what his life was like before he was turned. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because characters. And I don't care if you're a vampire and you've lived hundreds, you are, you, what happens to you in the first 20 years of your life so defines who you are. Absolutely. It's so critical to yours. So to me, I would be looking, if I was researching this character, I would be taking a deep dive and researching what he, his childhood was like, what he, what he grew up What what his mindset Would have been there, and and then figure out how it would have changed as he became a vampire and things. Because again, in this particular instance, because you're dealing with somebody who is going, who is, you know, has been alive for a really long time and and grew up in the time of slavery, he's not going to be looking at modern times exactly the same way as you know, somebody even of that same race would be looking at it in modern times. His perspective is going to be completely different. And so if you approach it from that perspective, because again, you could, you could go to somebody who, you know, of that race who is alive today and interview them and do all that, but it's still not going to give you exactly the same perspective because they were not alive back then. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's not to say to discount what, you know, what the modern, you know, equivalent is, but yeah. yeah, the modern perspective is, it's just, again, because, you know, we all know how, how much our informative years uh, mm-hmm. affect us, it's going to have, I think that's going to have so much of a, and to me, I would approach it like you did with working with people with disabilities. You know, it wasn't you that had it, but you were able to observe it. You were able to, you know, dive into learning about that. And that's why you feel comfortable. So I would approach it the same way. I would approach it as learning about this and taking that information and then incorporating it into your story and character. So yes, I would say go with it, run with it. I just think maybe, again, you're going to have to do a decent amount of research with it, uh, to make sure that you do him justice and you completely understand his character and his motivations before you, you know, before you dive into it. But that kind of brings us to, uh, I guess the, the, what not to do in <laughs> diversity, that kind of, that kind of is a great segue. Um, you don't, <laughs> So not want to you have to share the story that got us on this topic today. Oh, okay, yes. Don't so how this topic, I will send the book. book, but I won't. You have to tell the story of it. <laughs> I won't. What not to do? Okay, okay. So, yes, how we came up with this topic, I, I approached Tina, and I was like, okay, I think we should talk about this topic, but I want to, because it is kind of controversial, but what do you think about talking about diversity? Because... um. I I picked up this book. It was a recommendation from a book blogger, okay? They loved it. They raved about it. So I'm like, okay. I'd never heard, read this author before, so I think. But it was an interracial uh, autistic hero with a, and you might have to help me, with a... Um, I remember when you were telling me this, it was a grandmother character who was introduced. Yes. And stated that well yeah. He was pansexual, pansexual. Yes. With no other like essentially mm-hmm. reference to it at all, just kind of throwing it out there like hey, I'm pan, yep. basically. Yep. And the diversity of the characters was so out there that like people like I don't, for example, I don't walk up to the average person on the street and say, Hey, by the way, got my rainbow flag on just so you know, but like that yeah. doesn't happen. Like there are certain, you know, diverse issues that you can't, you can't see right away. Like we right. race that you can usually see a person's skin mm-hmm. color. You don't technically know what race they are still, but there's assumptions right. made based on that. Whereas right. with other forms of like a disability, you might be able to see it. It might be an invisible disability. But this, right. with this book, it yeah, was it so, it it was just it, it just drew out. it out. Yeah, it well it just it it was the two characters were talking and this was just and the the heroine was just like um, they were talking about her grandmother and she was like she's like no she's pansexual and I'm like okay and then they kind of went on with the conversation just completely went in a different direction but it never came up again in right. the entire story it never came up again and i was like i kept waiting for them to do something with it like i kept waiting for it to have some bit of relevance to mm-hmm. the story as to why they brought it up and i'm going okay i i was confused because again i finished the story read it to the end um and i still kind of was left as what was the what was the reason and I really felt like, because um, there were a few other diversity things that were thrown in there that I'm missing now because we I read this like two months ago, but it really did kind of feel to me like the author was ticking off boxes. Like, oh, yeah. I need to have this and I need to have, you know, it's like, oh, I need to have like like. T- X number of diversity, you know, aspects into this book. And so I, oh, got that one, got that one, got that one. Um, So, yeah, it it kind of felt a little problematic to me because it goes into this idea of like performative activism or performative social justice, right? We get these ideas of you have to, like you said, you have to check a certain amount of boxes, but that Mm -hmm. is just as bad. As having mm-hmm. no diverse characters in book. I actually think it's to- worse, in my opinion, personally. I kind of do. <laughs> because at least with no diverse characters, you're not just, you know, throwing them in there for, for the sake of, of checking the box. And you're making it, to me, you're diminishing who your character is and what yeah. they're about. If you are literally just like, oh, and by the way, there's this. and has no other relevance to the story. Because it right. could be anything.
1: Right? It right. could be it- anything.
0: And yeah. they matter. So that's not a that's not a rich character and you're mm-hmm. just doing it for performativism, which is the worst thing you can do. It has to be genuine. If it doesn't come from a genuine, respectful place, then don't bother. Yeah, I, I have I mean I I have no problem with diversity in in stories. I think it does create um, more realism and I'm all about realism in, you know, in characters. I I don't like over the top perfect heroes and heroines I just don't that's just not my personal preference Mm -hmm. so to have a little bit of diversity mixed in there is a good thing for me um now like everybody I have my personal preferences as to what types of stories I tend to prefer um but you know I I tend to be a little more open to it as long, whatever you're going to throw at me, as long as you support and write a good story about it. Mm-hmm. But just throwing something out there and just you know, just because, just to make it sound more diverse, just kind of sounds kind of fake to me. It feels kind of fake, right. and right. that exactly I, I don't particularly like that. <laughs> and yeah. i and i think unfortunately it it almost seems like it is coming becoming more common in fiction as there's this push to make your books more diverse to make shows more diverse to just kind of to push you know to get you know an in- increase in diversity and it's like okay well i don't have enough boxes ticked so i we need to throw this character in there and have them be this way so that we can get another thing. And yeah, I, it's not the right way to do it. If you're going to do diversity in a story, there needs to be a, a, a reason behind it. Or at mm-hmm. least have it be pertinent, especially if it's something that it's going to, like, again, the, the, this particular same book, the hero was, art, was autistic. And his autism was a main part of the story how awkward he was and how he didn't, he, he was very blunt, you know, a lot, you know, and, and dealing with, you know, and dealing kind of with that and, you know, the, the heroine had some really uh, unique quirks of her own. Those worked really, really well, but, you know, again, there's ways to do it and there's not ways to do it. And I don't think that the diverse thing necessarily has to be the central driving point of the story. But I do think that the characters have to be true to that worldview and perspective, right? Because Mm -hmm. the way one character sees the world is going to be totally different from the way another character sees the world. And their diversity is going to play into that worldview. So I don't think you necessarily have to tell, you know the story of oppression, if it's something, you know, uh, racially bound or or gender identity, or actually any of them they're all, uh, they're all based in um, different parts of oppression, right. But I don't think that's what the story has to be about, or it doesn't have to be um, motivated or driven by that. But it is a part of that character worldview. So I think that's the important part of when you're creating diverse characters is to make sure that your character doesn't have the same view as another character, even within like the same um, communities, right? So let's take, let's take the Hispanic community, right? Or Latino, Latino mm-hmm. community, right? The, they, are, they are widely, widely diverse people. Somebody from Colombia is gonna have a totally different experience than somebody from Puerto Rico, for example, right? Mm-hmm. They are not the same. So I think understanding where a character is coming from is going to be the most important part of having diversity. Yeah. Having multi-layered characters, I think is, yeah. is the best way to introduce diversity into your stories versus just trying to say, oh, I need to have a character that is X. Mm-hmm. I think just making, because people are multi-layered, not, I mean, nobody is one dimensional. I mean, seriously. I've never met a person in real life that is one-dimensional. You know, we're not robots here. Um, So just understanding your characters, making sure that they do have multiple layers to them and that not every character is the same. So, you know, not every character is going to... Just like like you would pick, like, you, you know, you wouldn't have every character in your story to have blonde hair and blue eyes Mm -hmm. the same thing you know you know maybe i mean we haven't really talked about body image and body types but that's another form of diversity Mm -hmm. that i I don't think you know in the romance genre you have um you know the big beautiful woman Mm -hmm. as you know as kind of almost like a trope these Mm -hmm. days but you know, you also, you know, you have you you have kind of a very finite for the longest time it was like you had this petite these petite women mm-hmm. that had just the right amount of curves, and that was all your heroines were like. That was mm-hmm. they were all like that. They all fit in that box. Now, you know, it's we are starting to see more, you know, um, tall women. I just finished a book where the heroine was six feet tall mm-hmm. <laughs> but again I can count on one hand when the hero on books romances that I have read where the heroine's been over five seven most of right. the heroines are you know like five two or five four um you know I, I don't I also don't see a whole lot of athletic heroines mm-hmm you know, where they don't have, you know, like, they're not really curvy, or what have you, because you almost have, like, you don't have a lot of, you do have a more now of, again, the plus-size women, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of a new, recent, in the last 10 years development in romance. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you almost now have that and then you still have the traditional like hourglass figure woman and then you don't really have the you know the more straight figured you know not hugely curvy athletic type woman you don't Mm -hmm. see that very much so again that's another form of diversity and the same with the heroes not every hero has to be you know built like (laughs) built like he can bench press a car (laughs) (laughs) well clearly i didn't get that memo i have all abs watching on youtube they're just all ab covers (laughs) i totally agree i think that there is a lot of room for improvement when it comes to the the physical features of our heroes they they don't all have to be you know bodybuilder-esque heroes and to be
1: lovable and
0: to be a romance hero to be honest the the thing you said about um, the plus size women got me thinking too, and this is kind of again a, a side note to our private conversation. But how do you feel as a person who is obviously you know putting out books and has to decide on their own covers of having larger women on the covers? Because this has been a heated topic, I feel like in in the book community for a while, and that. Sometimes the cover does not match the inside, and now, of course, we're getting into yeah. marketing. But how do you feel about the diversity on covers? I would love to see more, um, more realistic. Um, and, and I mean, again, I'm not talking about hugely, but it would be nice if we had some more, you know, stock image models that were like a size twelve or fourteen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be absolutely, I'm not asking for, you know, I'm not asking for, like, huge, huge things here. I'm just asking for, you know, 12, 14. That, That would be great because you would just at least have something besides the really, again, it's funny because you don't see a whole lot of, again, athletic women in books in the mm-hmm. actual stories that's exactly what you see the most of when it comes to covers and that's because mm-hmm. obviously stock images that's what most you know these I do actually have one cover that is a plus well I don't really call her plus size I really but she kind of is but her mom, her name is Corine. Mm-hmm. And she is, I actually this was a custom cover. So this was a photo shoot I had done. Um but is she is, yes, burning for her kiss. And um yeah, she is and she is um she's a size 12. Mm-hmm. But again, she I had to have this cover custom done like I had to actually hire a photographer and you know find these models and have this shoot done specifically for this copper um but so yeah unfortunately if you want to have if you want to have a and plus size. size yeah yeah if you want to I mean, have anywhere near yeah, a 14, plus size we're, talking model. we're not even into plus size for oh, yeah. stock photos. so i mean yeah that's it, very true i feel like the stock photos size maybe you know size double zero zero to maybe you get a size six woman up. yeah i was going to say six is probably the most and i yeah. i don't even know if that there's that many of them there. and then of course you get into you know, different different races Disability. Forget about trying to find a mm. disabled stock photo that's going to be romance cover appropriate. It's just it's almost not going to happen. Um, yeah, your your best bet, like if again, if you had a character that was in a wheelchair, your best bet is try to find one of the care one of the the character in a chair, and then mm-hmm. have your cover designer basically change it, photo in Photoshop. To yep. you know, to show to make it into a wheelchair, now the Which, argument for all of these things as to why we don't have these types of covers and these stock photos, and why we've had what's called for those who're not in industry whitewashing of covers for so many years is the argument is that they don't sell as well. I have lots of thoughts, I'm gonna say mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I think the argue that argument could have potentially held water twenty, thirty years ago. Because again, most of the books up until that point, even if they were written by people who were not white, um, the heroine heroine were white. There was there was hardly any any interracial um at all, let alone <laughs> you know keep pe- having both characters not be white um but again about i would say about 20 years ago i started noticing that that there was a little bit of a shift in that where i started noticing more uh interracial um stories peppered in there um i remember reading a story uh that came out with harlequin in their blaze line Oh, it had to be close to 20 years ago, and it was an interracial couple. So, they were out there, um, but again, they were definitely not, there wasn't a lot of them. Well, it wasn't, it also wasn't mainstream. I remember growing up where there was, in the library, an African-American romance section in my local library, because for some reason, they couldn't be shelved in the regular romance section, which of course, today, like I, I think about that in print, but that was what it was growing up. Is that <clears throat> these these covers, these books had a totally different category. They didn't even put uh-huh. them in the, in the main lines. That's how right you know, I hate to use the word, but how segregated it uh-huh. was. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's funny in a way, not funny, haha, but funny ironic right. that romance tends to be at least today one of the in my opinion the most diverse fiction genres that are out there but 20 years 20 30 years ago when you're like what you're talking about it was so incredibly like like anything that was outside of the norm was segregated out because I would be willing to bet not only did they have an African American section, they probably also had a section for all the other non conforming romances. So, yeah, but again, it was probably I, the trash. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say yeah. it that way, but there was, yeah. there's a, to an extent, they weren't even gonna get put on a shelf Mm-mm. just because it, if it Mm-mm. didn't fit into the mold, into whatever category terms that were that they had. It wasn't even going to get shown. That's how yeah. much it was, you know, othered. Yeah, and 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 again, I think part of that has to do with the fact that um, librarians tend to, on the whole, tend to be of an older age, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I do think that is changing a little bit. You are getting a, some younger. Younger blood in there, in the libraries. But again, we're talking 30, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I would say probably the average age for your librarian was probably about 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, that this is also coming down from the categories of the publishers, right? So the basic right. information that's given to libraries. But publishing 20, 30 years ago, and even now to an extent, was largely not diverse, the opposite of diverse. You could you could look at, you know, one particular type and that's who you're going to get. But see, I think in the publishing. indie publishing world is really what has driven the change, especially again, especially in romance because because we have the ability to publish pretty much whatever we want, um it really has driven the industry to allow and to open up the doors For more unique, diverse stories. And again, it doesn't matter what type of diversity we're talking about, it really has kind of just thrown the barn doors wide open and let so much, so many unique stories to be brought to the world. And I think that is such an awesome thing. And that's why I think, kind of back to your question, to answer your Mm -hmm. question, I don't think that. Argument really holds a lot of water anymore, I really don't because there are so many diverse stories. Um, my only concern is is again you still are going to come into the situation is is there enough from a photographer perspective is are there enough stories about um because I am noticing that there are more um interracial
1: photographs Mm -hmm. on the
0: stock sites so that tells me that the photographers are um are seeing that there is enough interest in it that they they think they're going to make their money back enough people using it because remember stock sites they're not just selling one photograph to one author they're hoping that you know a hundred authors buy their picture otherwise they're not really going to make a whole lot of money off of it so when they go and you know, again, if they take a picture with, a you know, a hero in a wheelchair, they mm-hmm. need to be fairly confident that they're going to sell, you know, they're going to have at least, you know, 50 authors mm-hmm. or people to pick, you know, to download and purchase that picture. And I think we're heading in that direction, but I don't think we're quite there yet because I, and, yeah. and I think this, there's more demand for it and more. Yeah, there's more diversity in fiction. Um, I think that we'll start seeing more just like we did with the more interracial, interracial picks. Yeah. I think as we see more and more stories where authors are kind of demanding that, Hey, we can't find pictures. You're going to have some photographers that are going to step in, up and say, Hmm, there's these a lot of the authors are starting to ask for this. Maybe I should be the one to step up and do some of these pictures because then they're going to buy for me because there's nobody else out there. And then you're going to kind of see, I think, the steamroll. So, yeah. yeah. And I think from this perspective, because when I was um, starting the publishing company, we said, okay, we have to do this from a top down perspective, right? We have to get industry on board with us first and prove who we are to industry. And we're going to prove to who we are to authors and then to readers. so it's a top-down perspective. but I think in an issue like diversity, you're actually going the opposite way, and I think it has to start with readers.
1: If mm-hmm. readers
0: buy more diverse stories and more diverse covers, authors will write them, and the industry will come around to producing them. So the best thing you can do as a reader is to you know support your authors who are putting out stories that have Diversity in them, and if right now the covers are more object based and you want to see the people in the stories represented on those covers, write to your authors and let them know that authors then take that up the chain because I don't think this is going to come top down. I think this is going to be like a grassroots type of movement where we start to see more diversity on the covers, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I do think that the tide is changing like i said i I have really I have really seen um, I am starting to see more um, even I've even seen a few covers uh, or not covers. I should say stock pictures where we do have uh, mid-sized women in them. Mm -hmm. They're they're few, um, but they do exist now. And again, even as you know, even a few years ago, that just wasn't the case. So I do think we are moving in the right direction where there is um gonna be a little more variety available um for covers but it, it we, we still have quite a ways to go on that but things are always evolving and that's that's a good thing. Well I think we uh, I think we <laughs> we covered quite a bit today. We did. Oh well Um, We're going to wrap things up. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today on diversity in fiction. Um, If you'd like to know more about um, Tina and I, you can head over to our website, um, boundbybookspodcast.com. And we will be back next week with an all new topic. Um, Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the bound by books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.